0: Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators to catch a predator and have a seat with Chris Hansen. I'm gonna need all of you to have a seat right over there because I've been going through some transcripts and there's something you need to know. You're watching TTFT.
1: I'll be watching as well. Who are these guys?
0: My theme music. Every good hero should have some.
1: Rolex Lovato Time X shit we make so timeless he scorch me torch no we better Best Believe nobody doing better G14 classified We for higher check the classifies No we fire can't be classified C belt ready rise. What the F is up, internets? My name is Mr. Royal here, half of the co-hosts of TTFT. Today I have Miss Jayla Royal with me. How you doing, Jay? Good. Great. <laughs> guys, Netflix just dropped a top 10 thriller, suspense, comedy that I and love. Jayla, what's the name of it? Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up is directed by director Adam McKay. And I gotta tell you guys, I had never heard of him before. Jayla, had you heard of him? No. You still haven't heard of him because she didn't know he directed it. Jayla, what did you think about it?
0: I feel like it was a very interesting film. Um, I'm not really a scary movie type of girl, which it wasn't, which I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But it was more so, type of, uh, more so like a thriller, so I really enjoyed it.
1: Well, if it's going to be a thriller, it would have been called Don't Look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Leonardo DiCaprio playing Dr. Randall Mindy. We have Jennifer Lawrence playing Kate DiBioschi. Uh We have Meryl Streep. Jayla, guess who she's playing? a female POTUS, President of the United States. We have Kate Blanchett playing Brie. We have Rob Morgan playing Teddy Oglethorpe. Jonah Hill. Do you know who that is? You said who? Huh? Jo- wow, Jonah. You got to work no, hard to get because... that Oscar. No, 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 no. no. Get out of my notebook. Right. Jonah Hill plays Jason Orlean, the son of the POTUS. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Mark Relance as Peter Urshwell. This film actually has one of your, uh, one of the most likable artists that you've told me about. Uh, Who's yes. that?
0: Mr. Tyler Perry. I
1: just knew you were going to say Mr. Torian Roy. So, who does Tyler Perry play?
0: Tyler Perry plays Jack Bremer. We have Ron Perlman, who plays Benedict Drask. Um, Ariana Grande, who plays Riley. Kid Cuddy, who plays DJ Cello. And then Timothy Chalmott, who plays Yule.
1: Yule! <laughs> this is the section of the show where we're going to call it Talking Point.
0: Some of the things I noticed about the film was it was a very. Um, emotional pulling like it wasn't too much of too it wasn't too heavy on us
1: Awesome! Awesome! One of the things I really jo- enjoyed about the film is that they basically did what comedians are no longer able to do, which is they were able to talk about any subject they want and and add comedy to it, but still made you think about it. Later on in the film, there's this campaign going on called "Just Look Up," right? And then there's another campaign called "Don't, Don't Look, Look, up. Look Up," and it just reminded me of that. What do they call those alternate facts? So no matter mm-hmm. what I say, you're going to say the exact opposite, and society will never be able to find the truth. That's so dangerous and inflammatory.
0: Republicans versus Democrats. Like that's that's the way I saw it, and it was also. It was also just help helping me be rounded to everything. Like not everybody sees eye to eye all the time, especially when it comes to politics. And then you are you're always gonna have that one person who is like, "Why do we need politics?" Remember that part? Yes. Like, yeah. Why do we need politics? Yes. Just throw it all out. But it definitely helped me think about the difference, like the major differences that we have in the world, and some people who. Try to sugarcoat the facts over the people that actually know and state the facts.
1: The on-screen chemistry between Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill is amazing. I cannot take my eyes off the screen. What do you think mm-hmm. about their performance? Jennifer Lawrence from Hunger Games. District Camp. Candace I'm Just saying.
0: They created a a bond on screen that. I think that was just too much alike, if you will.
1: Yes, different forces, but definitely too much alike. The first launch that they did, they were expecting maybe two or three shuttles. They say it very quickly, so we were expecting at least two or three okay. to fail. Misfire, and they, yeah. And misfire. Thank you. Look at you. Did watch. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think anything was going to misfire, and so much went wrong. It yeah. just goes to show you sometimes you just just because you think you know it all, you know.
0: That's when they had eventually dropped the people that were actually trying to help them and brought the comment to their attention. It basically just shunned them out. Like the whole new plan shunned them out. And when they did fail, when the missiles did fail, it just was like, "Mm." hmm. right, guys, now we're gonna go into our favorite scenes from the film. Dad, take it away.
1: One of the favorite scenes for me was the very beginning of the film. Talk about uh, being getting all the black people into the film within the first thirty seconds. You got Jennifer Lawrence rapping Wu Tang Clan, and she is really rapping. And I'm talking about talk about a What am I, a method actor here, Hans? Hey, what am I, a method actor, Hans? The post-credit scene. Ooh, we're going deep. We're going
0: awful. <laughs> so the last, last scene, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that scene was just basically all about how reality would really react if no one was around. It was, he was basically holding his phone up, saying, "Guys, I'm the only man left on earth." <laughs> The only, and it, everything was destroyed, no money. Like, his mom, everybody had left.
1: I don't care if you write the perfect film. There's always going to be something someone can pick out and say, oh, that doesn't make sense. But I just thought about what you said. At the end of the thing, like, the whole world was destroyed. Now, he was there. There's probably some other people there. Well, I'm what? pretty sure there were no cell phone towers. Who is he? Hi, I see man. Yeah,
0: I'm-, I'm the last man on earth. I hope you guys, but he, he's not talking to anyone. It's when the wife came and started throwing the pill bottles at him. Oh, my god. That gosh. was, like, a really I'm- dramatic scene. <laughs>
1: I am so glad you brought her up because I didn't think <laughs> I had time in my nose to fit her in there. But you remember the one part? She was like, oh, and for Mr. Man of the Year, Sexist Man of the Year, here's your C. Alice. I see. Why do you know what C. Alice is?
0: I saw it in the movie.
1: That's the right that you answer. What watch? What? A- All right. With that being said, one of the other favorite scenes that I really loved was uh, this. W- I'm gonna let you speak to this because this is your generation. Your generation is crazy as hell. You see something, and you want to make a challenge out of it. Tell me about the launch challenge hashtag. Oh, don't remember that part because you were on your phone
0: no i was on my phone yeah
1: you missed that part so i did not phone? miss that part oh well miss me with that lie all right so as we continue <laughs> to move forward here uh kate blanchett plays brie and she was the person that leonardo dicaprio's daughter mindy was having an actual affair with when mm-hmm. you mentioned the wife came in the one part i really loved about that and at first i thought she was just a b-i-t-c-h but then i realized later that wasn't the case if you there's a scene later on in the film to where uh, Kate Blanchett's character states that she has about two or three uh, master's or degrees she was divorced two times so it seems like mm-hmm. she just had a rough life so I love that they played that part because when she when they walk in with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Blanchett walk in and they see uh, his wife she was like you know what Let's just get this over with. And the, other, the the wife was like, wait a minute, you mean the part where you're screwing my husband and, and you feel bad about it? She's like, oh, no, I don't feel bad. I just want to know. Let's just go ahead and get to the part where he's, he's going to stay here or he's coming back home with you. Right.
0: The PR scene with the press release, like after they after they officially went on the show and they came back after she blew up the first time and they were making all of the memes out of her. Yes. Oh, that, that was, was nice. my, I love that part because it was basically like showing our reality and seeing how.
1: No, your generation's reality.
0: Our reality. Because y'all feed
1: into it. Oh, no, we have feeds.
0: <laughs> but, no, I know that's... Yeah, I found that part really interesting and I connected with it seeing how that's my major. Public <laughs> relations. No, so, like... Oh, Dad, don't look at me
1: like that. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's car- character, Kate. Like, I mean, it's it's very crazy, like... They're basically promote. they're not promoting it, but, like, you hear Leonardo DiCaprio's characters, he's very nervous, hypertensive, he has a lot of stuff going on. He's like, he pulls out a Xanax and said, i take a third of these, just kind of, you know. And before he can even finish, Jennifer Lawrence reaches over and takes the whole Xanax and puts yes. it in her mouth. And I'm like, okay, all right. Now, one of the more serious scenes in the films is one of the things that I think our society faces is uh, uh, Kate's, Kate's character, she, had, she goes back home. Um, to her parents' mm-hmm. house, and you see her mom and dad waiting at the door, and you would think, based off how you were raised and other kids may have been raised, that the parents are going to be waiting there with open arms. What happened, Jayla?
0: They said, no politics. And the door was closed. Like, it was locked. When she tried to, like, pull on it, it was locked. And they were just looking at her through the screen like she was so crazy.
1: The other part was, they were like, this comp is going to create jobs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, what are you talking right. about? So You're they were basically dead.
0: They were basically on the don't look up side. Yeah. And, Kate was all for the uh, look-up side.
1: Correct. That also brings us to the point to where Dr. Mindy, um, towards the end of the film, he actually went back on the show with Tyler Perry mm. and the lady he was having an affair with, and you saw he kind of had that reaction. What do you remember from that part?
0: That part, I do feel, was repeated because that's the same thing Kate was trying to say when the movie first started, But she, but I feel like she went about it all wrong because she did it as when they first got on the show, and it was a lot of not a lot of people were drawn into it, but as it built over time and they actually got connected and got the world connected with the comet that was coming, then he went and blew up. So I didn't feel like it had as bad of an impact on them because people knew it was serious. They knew it were knew it was real, but on that specific show, they were trying to make it a joke, trying to sugarcoat it, which is what Kate was trying to say from the beginning. You have a choice here.
1: In that scene, he says, uh, he starts off, would you please stop being so... Pleasant Mm -hmm. What the hell Happened to us And he's talking About society One of the best Lines of the film And sometimes Lines just jump Out of films Into reality The president Of the United States Is fucking lying End quote And if you thought That was bad (laughs) This administration Has completely lost Their fucking Mind And scene all right, guys, that brings us to our next segment. This is called, You're Gonna Need a Bigger Boat. You would have thought Kanye said this, but actually this came from one of the press members. Assholes will always be assholes.
0: in the morning, I'm making waffles. Take it away, Jay. Okay, my favorite line was from uh, Rob. It was in the beginning when they were all getting arrested. And he's like, I'm just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I just have... I just have um, more skin pigmentation than you. It's because your people decided to move to the...
1: Caucus Mountains. Right. Very good. That yes, was that one was... of my top line. Very good. You're, you're going to be fine, man. Earlier, we are bringing up the chemistry between Jonah Hill, who plays Jason, and, of course, Jennifer Lawrence, who plays Kate. There, there's a speech being said, like, like, the guy that's getting ready to go fly the ship is saying mm-hmm. this awesome speech. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jason's like, I wrote that. <laughs> and then Kate was like, isn't that from Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> and then Dr. Mendes like, yeah, it is. Jonah Hill was like, nah, nah, that's something else.
0: <laughs> Another one of my favorite lines was one of the reality lines, the lines that connected with our day-to-day life. When they were at the rally and she was saying, like, they were saying, don't look up, don't look up. And then the one dude is like, he looks up. And everybody's not looking up. He was like, you lied to us. You effing yes. lied. Yes.
1: And only because you brought up the word rally. There were a lot of people at that rally with red hats on that mm-hmm. said certain things. I mean, I'm not going to say what they said. I just know what they didn't say. Mm-hmm. And we are moving forward. There's a gentleman named by the name of Drass, played by Ron Perlman. There is a series of lines that if cancel culture never existed, <laughs> it would have been born from this film here. Every time he said something, they put it under the guise of, uh, hmm. That was just a different generation, like yeah, as if it makes a ge- it make sense. Yeah, but nah. it was. Yeah, so slavery was in another daylight. generation. Right. So yeah, with the, thanks. So let me set the scene for you. Drask is this all-out badass Steven Seagal type. I'm sorry, before your time, Chuck Norris. I'm sorry, before your time. Uh, let me see who Not else. Chuck Norris. Mm, who doesn't? Because of memes <laughs> and reality. With that being said, he's been tasked with flying this this mission, all these ships, uh, to try to save the world. I'm sorry, all these uh. Those things that go Missiles. up. Missiles. Yes, yes. Rocket ships. Rocket so, yeah, ship. there you go. Rocket. Shuttles. All those things that go up. All the way up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 Okay. So, before he leaves the atmosphere, uh, the president of the United States says, uh, "Mr. Drax, we just want to thank you. He was like, the only things I need is a shot of Jack Daniels. Dot, dot, dot. And a couple of those DUIs to go away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. uh... One of these things are exactly like the other. <laughs> you have the DUIs right. because you're having the shots mm-hmm. of that Do you, you feel me on that? You didn't drink at prom, did you?
0: I'll never tell. I'll never tell.
1: Damn it. All right, so, all right, so then later on as he's up there, he leaves the atmosphere, and he says hello to that beautiful blue ball down there we call Earth. And all those proud white folks working hard. God bless you. And if you didn't think that was enough, oh, he doubles down. I also want to say hello to all the Indians down there. Right. Both kinds. You know, the ones with the elephants and the ones with the born arrows. Hey, why don't you guys ever teamed up? How cool would that be? And if you thought he was done, let's triple down. (laughs) I also want to say hello to all the gays down there. Meaning, I hate to do this here, that at the bottom of his totem pole, he, he went past hardworking Americans, white Americans, went down to the Indians. Mm-hmm. That's a story for another other day, Christopher Columbus. Then went down to the gays. He hadn't even made it to the blacks, so I can only imagine how he feels about us. What do you think, Jay?
0: <laughs> he never even made it to us. Damn. He didn't say anything.
1: Well, that, that was I, enough said. I, enough said. Here you <laughs> go. Bernie Matt, rest in peace. Enough said. <laughs> Now, Jayla, there was a line, I don't know if you remember the film, it had me dying laughing. Jonah Hill, again, plays Jason, was like, you know, there's a lot of prayers been going out there tonight. I want to pray for stuff. <laughs> Sick stuff, like watches and cars. Stuff we're going to lose. I mean, other stuff's important, too, but...
0: I feel like that was uh, another light moment to bring, like, bring bring, your, bring the mood up, you know?
1: Well, talk, yeah. speaking of bringing the mood up, do you not remember early in the film where they were doing the original launch and like, 10 seconds until he was like, I timed my Molly just right. Yes. It just kicked in. I was like, the yes. hell is going on? And since we're still on Jason, do you know I may I'm not gonna even quote it here because I almost remember the line verbatim. He was like, Have you ever seen another smoking hot 10 like that? Yeah. And then he was like, uh, if she wasn't my mother. Yes. And I think we all know where that comes yeah. from. Roll that beautiful bean footage, Mr. Royal
0: although she does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her.
1: Stop (laughs) it! Who are you, (laughs) Woody Allen? (laughs) And now that we're back from being disgusted, Peter Urshawa, when the second launch failed and they realized they were all going to die, he says, "Uh, if if you'll excuse me, uh, nature calls.
0: We already knew something was going on when the POTUS said, I have Nature calls Like she had to go too So we Mom, already you want me to come? No <laughs> Got on that missile And forgot about Jace
1: And he's such a mama's boy So he soon got out That record She was like Mom Bro she's not coming back <laughs> She's not Alright uh, he, He's
0: sitting there She's coming back She's coming back She's, she's coming back said, No Now guys This brings us To one of our Most notable segments uh, King of Connections Mr. Royal
1: That is I Or you can just call me dad, D-A-D. Mr. Royal Alright I'll take that one of the things I really, really loved was the teacup. I I always say, ever since I've seen Get Out, I try to pay attention to when things or pe- teacups are being used and how people are using them. It just seems like any time where intelligence was being used or dismissed, they were stirring the teacups or using the tea bags so or a lot of close ECU shots. Well, thank you. This is what I'm I do, sweetheart. Ahead. You think that was good? I'm going to blow your freaking mind. Do you know the guy, Chris Evans? Why do you know? Where do you know Chris Evans from? You know him. That is America's ass. Avengers. Yes. Asimov. He's Captain America.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Right. There's a small segment in this film. There's a guy within the film that's making a film about what's going on. His, mm-hmm. his name is Devin Peters. Chris Evan plays him. And if you notice, when they're interviewing him, they're like, Devin, so tell me, why do you why do you have a pen? I mean, most of Hollywood is either one way yeah, or the other. Why do you have a pen up and down? He was like, because now. I think the country really needs to heal. I need, I'm need. i like, look at Captain America selling out <laughs> right. on connections because he cares about the country as Captain America and as Devin Peters. Right. One of my last connections, Jaylen, I don't know. You You might catch this one. Uh, You ever see the movie Uh, This is the End? It's a movie with like 95 people from Hollywood, so they probably all got paid like $10,000. The only way they could have made that movie. <laughs> so many people in that movie. Rihanna, people from The Office, Kevin Hart, and one Jonah Hill. He's one of the few people that make it to the end mm-hmm. just like he did and don't look up wow don't say wow it's just what I do and if you want me to blow your mind even wow. more what if this really happened not in 2021 well actually what if it did and that and that uh, Kate actually survived Kate is now in another world Candace Everdeen in the Hunger Games because society has now been restarted so maybe what if this is the prequel prequel to the Hunger Games <laughs> I am blowing their freaking minds okay dad All right, guys, that brings us to our next segment. We're just going to call this, Who Would You Rather? (laughs) Meaning, if you didn't like the people that were in this role, or if you thought someone who would have played different, who would you you pick? And I'm just going to go ahead and start out with uh, the guy, uh, Peter Urshwell. I cannot help but think they were trying to make him Elon Musk. He goes to space. He has a whole bunch of money. Mm -hmm. He probably have Eagle Clearance level Delta 9 to do whatever he wanted to do. That's my pick for Peter Urshwell, Mr. Elon Musk.
0: Rob Morgan,
1: mm-hmm. doctor. doctor Overthorpe. Oh, doctor. Doctor o. oh, I like that's what I read in my notes. <laughs> doctor. O. Me too. Yeah.
0: I feel like another person that could have played him. Even though I felt like everybody was cast perfectly, mm-hmm. but another person that could have played him was Don Cheadle.
1: Oh yeah! Look at you. That is very astute. Uh the role for Tyler Perry, uh, I would have loved to have seen if they let Wayne Brady do that. I could have saw Wayne Brady playing that role because he's funny. You could he, all, he always keeps it light, mm-hmm. except when he's on Dave Chappelle.
0: Kate, um, a lot of people may not know this. Jennifer person. Lawrence,
1: who paid Kate, yes? Yes,
0: Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence, um, mm-hmm. Ursula Cabrera, and I only know her because I watch Money Heist, and that's Tokyo. I could see her playing. You guys might not know, you gotta look it up. You no have to watch the show.
1: You actually put me on that show.
0: I know I did. But Tokyo, can you see it at? I can see it. ape. I can see it. That's who I saw. Um, like their mindset. Tokyo. Their mindset.
1: Tokyo. Rio is not for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Come to Duval.
0: Please.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio's character. The only person I could really think about who I would have wanted to really see it do was Christian Bale.
0: Mm. I'm going to have to dispute you that. Yeah. And this is not only because we just seen Spider-Man. It is because. I just see the person. I see. Who you think I want to say? Andrew Garfield. No.
1: Hey man, I'm trying to get your job, Andrew. Go ahead.
0: William Defoe. Oh. See, they did good with Leonardo DiCaprio, but I just seen like his character being a little bit older, mm. in my opinion.
1: Right, but that was William Defoe. Look at you. And you're right. It's only because we've seen Spider-Man. His career goes it's, back so much further. I
0: know that, man. but I'm Jeez just Please,
1: All right, guys. That brings us to our next segment here. Hear me out. Or should I say hear us out? Hear
0: us out. Bro, i uh-uh. Bro, I'm uh-uh.
1: My theory is that there is some creative writer out there who really hates the state of, not just the United States, the state of the world. And this film has a deeper meaning to me than what most people think. Yes, it's labeled as a comedy, but when you really think about it, like, it's really sad that they had all of these facts. They have all the doubt. It's like 99.7% of this asteroid is going to hit Earth. What they were trying to do with this was tell everybody, guys, listen, this could literally happen one day and... Not only, and I actually think it would happen just how it happened. People wouldn't listen. Mm -hmm. The people who were smart would get uh, become whistleblowers, get get Snowdened, and all these other things. There, if you really look at this film, this is a really it's a it's almost a warning. It's a flare, if you will, to say we need to get our stuff together and we have to work together. And I really hate that. We're in a society now, especially for you. you your generation has to be much braver than ours does. But no one can point to what the truth is anymore. And when you don't have that, there's chaos. So my theory is, is that the writer, the director, the team of this film, they really planned this out without going left wing, right wing. And I always say this, without both wings, how can you fly?
0: Yes, and I also, I really agree with that. Like the whole film, I feel like was put in place to give us a reflection of what we're going through. The writer of the film tried to... Tell us something. Like, I feel like that was so. If an asteroid was really to hit Earth and I feel like that would be like their way of telling us through a film that's about an asteroid hitting Earth.
1: You know. Mm, it's, oh, I know. I believe because that's yeah. uh, speaking the truth. We are mm-hmm. at first. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time it happened. I mean, there was Armageddon, but mm-hmm. this was way better than Armageddon.
0: Now to our next segment, what would we change? I would change that I would like to see more of the aftermath, see the aftermath of everything that we saw in the movie. I would like to see that after the fact. And then uh, with the with them getting off the missile and everything, I really, this is another part, but this is, the, I love that connection when she had got ate by the bear.
1: Bender Rock. Or the Bender ben Rock. rock. Yes. yes. That was so good. Because see,
0: I didn't know, I thought it was like a little joke before when they said he could tell how people die and stuff like that. But then when it actually happened it was like, wow. All
1: right, one of the things I really, really love, Jalen, it's not really a favorite line or a favorite scene, it's really a favorite moment and I think and it really it really ties in what me and you were saying about what they tried to do with this film is that it's that in scene or what as I call it. The Last Supper. Mm -hmm. If you notice, he had a chance to go on that little boat, which also was a reference to the film 2012, where they had that ship where everybody got on, all the rich and elite people got on. I don't know if you saw that, but that's definitely a reference to that. But they chose to sit down. It wasn't about sexuality. It wasn't about color. It wasn't about age. They sat down as a family and just truly had a Last Supper to that last moment i mean you can clearly hear the the world ending and they're mm-hmm. holding hands and they're talking and i'm like if that's that's how i would want to go if i knew the world was ending i wouldn't want to be anywhere doing this trying to escape no i want to sit down with you my family whoever i consider family and i want to have those moments because to me that is truly the last supper and right. that was a very powerful scene what do you think about that
0: i felt like that part was um very heartbreaking but it, to see, but it was done beautifully. Like, it, the still shots, but with the background moving, it was really good. And I like how the wife was trying to ignore the fact that it was going on. And they all tried to ignore the fact. They saw the lights flickering before it started to mm-hmm. rumble and stuff. But then another part, um when the rich people got on the missile and stuff, I really wish that part was, like, more believable. Because it said 22,000 years, years later. Now, yeah. So I was like, oh, even if they did get on the missile, they died because they're getting old, like, stuff like that. Right. So I feel like they just use modern technology to stay young and mm. something like that in that in a sense, but 22,000 years is a long time to be alive.
1: Correct. For me, um to be honest with you, the only thing I would I would change is that I didn't see it yet. I wish I could yeah. really go back and do it as a fresh rewatch. Because I'm going to be honest with you, before I even knew about it, I saw it on Netflix, I was like, nah. Like, I really love Jonah Hill, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence. But I was like, I read the, the plot and I was just like, nah, they're going to screw this up. I, not them, but I just didn't think. I was like, why wouldn't this just be... It made me, first off, movie theaters, y'all better watch out. It made me ask myself after I saw it, why wasn't this in the movies? I would have paid to go see it.
0: Exactly.
1: But, I mean, I've seen it twice now, Once as and then once for our rewatch. So the only thing I would change is I wish I had that fresh experience of going back in. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, that brings us to one of our most popular segments, Flying Fs. PG version. Sorry. 19. Yeah. yeah. Your mom's 18 seconds away from cursing me out five is the highest and I gotta give this film uh, I'm gonna be honest Four to, four, out of half, four and a half flying F's because man like it's two hours plus mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel that way mm-hmm. whatsoever like they like they time the comedic comics parts so well out the pace is amazing mm-hmm. so they did such a real good job with this film that it's one of those films like no matter where it's at when it comes on I'll watch it if there's nothing to watch I'll re-watch that before I watch something else so to me I give it four and a half Jay. What do you
0: give it? I agree with the four and a half. Honestly, I feel like it was, it only is missing that point five, because that it, it was on Netflix. So I go, I would rather, like you said, I would rather it be in the movies. Oh, you like, want to IMAX? It. Yes, I wanted everybody to be able to see it because some people be like, oh, it's on Netflix. Uh, I find it. True. Uh, I also on Netflix. Like they just try to push it to the side over the bigger, bigger films. But I do feel. That Netflix is the new movie theater because of COVID and stuff. So I do, mm-hmm. I still do agree with the four point five, but I do also feel like it was, like you said, the two hour two hour long thing. I feel like it didn't feel that way because it was so much going on and so many stories being brought into that one that it basically gave us a lot to think about.
1: So guys, I don't. That's what we do. She gave it four and a half. I gave it four and a half. Together, we'll do the math. The one on the screen now. Bing. Might be wrong, but hey, She's better at math than I am. All right, guys. It's almost time for us to get out of here. But before we do, it's time for something very important. It's time for scene stillers. Who stole your heart? What kind of artist does it? it Whether it be a female, male, animal, AI, sentient, all that stuff. Who was your favorite character in this film? Now, Jay, I'm going to start with two honorable mentions. First honorable mention goes to a one, Mr. Ron Perlman. He didn't have enough. I needed more Ron Perlman in my life, even though he was from a different generation or whatever. He is just like, even at the end, he was like, you'll never take me alive. He's shooting at a comet. And I'm just like, man, they nailed him so good. He meant well. He just didn't know any better. So I really thought with the short amount of time they gave him and the impact that he made on me, he gets an honorable mention. Even from cursing the kids out on the White House lawn. Mm -hmm. Did you have any honorable mentions?
0: Um, Yes. One honorable mention I had was Jason
1: Jonah freaking Hill. Tell me yes. why. Yes.
0: I chose him because he just, like we've been saying the whole time, he bought the comic <laughs> life to the movie. And he also was able to still, I was going to say he was able to be serious, but that's not true. No. He was not able to be serious. And I feel like But it he was slapstick it, comedy. It was yeah, within the context it was, of it. Was yes. It was in within the context. And it was also believable. It, it wasn't forced. So. I, yeah, it was good. I agree. The other
1: honorable mention for me, Jayla, was Meryl Streep. Her playing the female poetess, I mean, from the bad red. I thought I feel like I was watching The Devil Wears Prada because they had these old nice red suits uh, all the time. She's smoking cigs, sending pics. I'm like, she, again, they definitely modeled her after a president. They just changed, they had, did a gender mm-hmm. change there. But, again, she, her character was so, because sometimes she had to be funny. Sometimes she had to be serious. And, then, and it was just... The, it's like you couldn't hate her, but she did such a good freaking job. Yeah. Like I mean, I just—I—that's I, all I could just say about her. She—it's not the best job she's done in her career, but to be at the age she's at, to have the career she's had, the resume that she's had—I really enjoyed her character.
0: My other honorable honorable mention is Kate Blanchett, who plays Brie, which is the news anchor. Um, I agreed with her being my honorable mention because, like my dad said earlier, she, we got to see her whole life story, and she played her part very very well like it was to the point where it was like you couldn't miss her like she brought the reality of she brought the reality to the movie in my opinion like the scene where the wife was there and she, like you said she was like so are we gonna do this whole dramatic thing or are we not right. we're or are gonna... we not so yeah it was a really good she she did a really good job playing her part
1: right like I've never even in my real life I've never seen a mistress sit there doing the, the <laughs> argument like y'all just right. let me know when y'all done I mean I can call somebody. <laughs> and I, she was like,
0: hey. she was like, I really thought that was gonna work for a second. <laughs> I did.
1: And then she, oh, she heard him at the end. She, he was like, I really thought I loved you. She's like, you did? And he was like, are she you still like, there? No. no enough I <laughs> say she could have just loved. She, she, she <laughs> said no. No. <laughs> no.
0: And she got close to his face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Very good. sweetheart. are all right. So this is really hard for me, and I think I've can never say done at it. Same time. Yeah, but I don't know if we're gonna have we're the same person. All right, We'll try it. All right. So all right. The, I'll, let me just say this first. This is really hard for me because I don't think I've ever excluded certain people before, but we're going to try this and see if it works. We're father, daughter. Let's see. We're said. We I'm going to do it like I'm going to say one, two, three, then we say it, okay? Wait, hold on. i not telepathy. All right. All right. All right. You sure? All right. Here we go. Three. We're saying their real name. We're saying the, yeah, we're saying their real name, but we're going to say it after I say three. So it'll be one, two, three, then say it. All right. Mm-hmm. And look at the camera. One, two, three. Jennifer <laughs>
0: That was good that that was good That was good
1: that was good man That was good Don't judge us
0: I feel like she played she played her role, and I give props to Leonardo DiCaprio because he always gave her her props in the movie. Like he never was trying to overshadow her, even when she got taken away, he was he cared about her. But she played her role so well to the point where she didn't have to have all the screen time. She didn't have to have be always the center of attention. She was always gonna be get her get her point across and be committed. She was committed to her character and to her story. So I really loved it. I love. It.
1: The, the reason she wanted for me, number one, you're on the first off. You're on set with Oscar winners. You're you are yourself an Oscar winner. Like you, you're already been been these big characters. People don't understand how hard it is to be. You know when you're typecast to do so, mm-hmm. be canvas, everything, being all those other things. She's been in so much, uh, so many other things. Things that she's caught my attention, but for this. To have to work with Leonardo DiCaprio, to have to work with Meryl Streep, to have to work with Kate Blanchett, to have to work with Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi—all uh, these people she works with—and she never lost her place on scene throughout it. The memes they made her when she first broke—they—they they showed her breaking down at the when they mm-hmm. first when she was on the show with Tyler Perry and Brie. They. Show her not afraid to be a rebel and hang out with the rebels. Not and they show how smart she is and that mm-hmm. she can still like deliver and it made it made sense. So, yeah, uh, so that's many, all I'm,
0: she had. She did so many different emotions mm-hmm. the, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it was really good.
1: And I never, I think this is the first person that uh, has ever stolen Xanax that we're gonna put on this wall here. So this will be me, Jayla and Taryn's wall here of uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Please welcome yourself to TTFT Wall of Special Episodes. Yeah. Alright guys, I'm not going to lie to you It has been so fun today I mean it's just been amazing Jayla, how much fun did you have?
0: I had really fun, I think we're going to do this again sometime
1: Alright, talk about that college credit <laughs> Jayla, any parting words?
0: Queen Royal out Wait, I have something else to say I choose a victory wow. over violence Brie out
1: you realize you're a psychopath, right? <laughs> and scene. Love you, baby. Love you, baby. What do you mean? We so cool. Oh.